to Honestly Well. I am Marissa Fay. I am a holistic uh, nutritionist and functional medicine practitioner located in Colorado, but I work with folks all over the United States. And uh, I'm so glad you're here. This podcast is all about deciphering all of the BS out there uh, around health and wellness and well being, and to tell you just plainly what you really need to know, what to keep, what needs to go so that you can live a life that is honestly well. Today's episode is all about that one virus. And what I'll say about that is this applies to really any virus, okay? Um, Any kind of what is typically thought of as seasonal, but really they're not seasonal. I hate to break it to you, but we just see more prevalence um, during our colder months here in the Northern Hemisphere for a lot of reasons. Um, But I had put a shout out on social media asking if y'all wanted an episode on this topic. If you had felt that you had already gotten a bunch of information and your brain was saturated and you were overwhelmed, Um, or if you wanted more and wanted more specifics. So what I will tell you is all of my recommendations that I'm sharing today, first of all, I am not your nutritionist, right? This is being shared for educational purposes. And I have to tell you with a big disclaimer that if you'd like custom recommendations on any of this, I would sure love to work with you. And also, uh, you know, there are other resources out there and I'm sure you know some of them. So feel free to and encouraging you to work with someone one-on-one to get recommendations that are really custom to you, your body, your health, and as the case may be, people that you share a home with. So with that said, some of you are not going to like what I'm about to say. And I think it's part of why I've put off a little bit recording this episode that intuitively I knew y'all would say, yes, you wanted this episode, even if it were just out of like pure curiosity, because I've noticed that a lot of us go into like this information collection overload space. where like, we want to know everything, right? And we think just the more we listen to people, the more it's going to help us get every little bit of information. And what it actually often does is just kind of push us further back into whatever corner of our beliefs we're already in. Um, and you know, my take on this, this virus is really specific in that my background prior to working as a nutritionist and having my own business was public health. And I still do work in public health on the side. Now, public health are the folks who are a big part of this messaging around this virus and determining, you know, the recommendations that are spread nationally around what they say will keep us healthy and safe. And those recommendations are made on broad sweeping scale in the current climate that we have. And I mean climate really broadly. I mean politically, I mean the environment, I mean uh, the health of American people, right? And folks who work in public health are some of the genuinely most caring people you will ever meet. I mean, working in public health is not a lucrative uh, profession. (laughs) Let's just put it that way. Um, And it is one where a lot of us are caring, caring professionals, empaths, right? Not everyone, but a lot of us. And so it is my belief that genuinely many folks in public health have made recommendations that they truly believe will keep the most people safe. However, this virus 
for the vast majority of people is not deadly. And in fact, we have had strains of COVID since forever. It is the common cold is a COVID strain, y'all. I have a textbook that I adore on herbal remedies for viruses. And there's an entire section on COVID and SARS viruses. That book was published in the early 2000s and the information in it is not new. Now, do I have a crap ton of compassion for healthcare workers, people working in hospitals right now, seeing some of the worst cases, the worst cases of folks who have this virus, 100%. Do I have compassion for the people who have lost their lives to this virus, their families? 100%. Is it horrible? Yes. Is it preventable for the vast majority of people? It is my, my opinion that it very much is. And the very best thing that you can do, instead of letting yourself get an extreme case of this because um, you are not paying attention to your health, the very best thing that you can do, not just for yourself, but also for the people in your life, the people in your community that, it, that you could spread it to, right? That could be people who fall into that group where this is deadly um, or extremely dangerous, like our immunocompromised folks or very elderly folks, right? is to take care of yourself. And the way you take care of yourself is not about throwing a mask on and washing your hands a bajillion times. Although the hand washing, there's something to it, right? We certainly don't wanna be carrying germs of any kind uh, in excess around on our hands. Um, but also being mindful of what you use to wash your hands, right? So, so our fascination with hand sanitizer, which is killing off both uh, what we would say commensurate or good bacteria, helpful bacteria, as well as opportunistic bacteria, it, it's not a good thing. We, we wanna be keeping some of our beneficial bacteria. It's natural for you to have bacteria in and on your body. And in fact, statistically, you are more bacteria than you are anything else. Yeah, like let that soak in. That's how much bacteria lives on and in and coexists and is meant to coexist with your body. Now, this particular virus we're talking about is not a bacteria, right? Those are different families. And an important distinction to know about that is that bacteria is, is a living, I say living, breathing organism, it's true, right? And so a virus is slightly different in how it works, how it operates and how it, um, looks to your system so it can thrive and multiply. So because of that, there are some specific recommendations, but a lot of the recommendations I'm about to give are helpful across the board for, for bacterial issues as well as viral issues, okay? So I'd be remiss if we didn't start with diet, and I'm really just going to dive in. These are my recommendations. You can take them or leave them. I'm not going to go in too much crazy detail here. If you want more detail, I would just invite you to sign up for my email list where I'll be doing more updates, and you can do that at bit.ly slash 411 on gluten. You'll also grab a cool freebie there. But let's talk diet first. So. I'm not gonna to go too far down this rabbit hole because obviously as a nutritionist, I could go way deep on diet. Uh, but I wanna 
give you a couple of notes. So one is that when it comes to your diet, something like this virus is going to thrive when your immune system is compromised. And things that compromise your immune system most especially, we know this from the literature, we also know it intuitively because I bet when you've done, when you've eaten or you've drank one of these things, you have felt like crap, maybe right after, maybe the day after, right? Like it is not, some of the things around health, it's not that complicated and that's almost what makes it complicated. Like we're trying to overly intellectualize it. So when it comes to protecting yourself during this season, right, against this virus and other viruses and bacterial infections um, that, that might be transmitted, first of all, you gotta stop it on the sugar. You gotta let go of sugar. And this is really, we see this over and over again in the research. And also, I know you know it. I know you know when you eat a boatload of sugar, you do not feel great. And I need you to lean into that. Now, when I say sugar, a lot of folks are like, well, is all sugar created equal because there's sugar in fruit and there's sugar in maple syrup and there's sugar in honey and there's sugar in actual cane sugar. And right, the list goes on and on. High fructose corn syrup, right? This is all sugar, really broadly speaking. And I say, uh-huh, yeah. So the only one out of that laundry list of sugars that I don't count when I say watch your sugar is fruit. And that's a couple of reasons. One is the type of sugar in it, which is fructose mostly. The other is I do encourage folks to be eating fruits that are in season and of course not making their entire diet fruit. Like fruit should not be a giant portion of, of a healthy adult's diet. Certainly it can be a part of a healthy adult's diet. It doesn't have to be actually um, is an important thing to know. So sure, if half your plate is fruit at every meal, then we need to talk, right? But if fruit is in there as a part of just balancing everything else you're eating, like vegetables, like quality animal proteins, like um, if you tolerate them, things like gluten-free grains, dense vegetable-based carbohydrates, I'm thinking things like sweet potatoes and yams and winter squash, which it's the season for. And gosh, those vibrant squash are so incredible for your health. Vibrant foods are a sign that they have a great vitamin and mineral content that your body can benefit from. So sugar, to circle it back. I'm talking cane sugar. I'm talking brown sugar. I'm talking agave trash. It's trash, y'all. I'm talking corn syrup. I'm talking brown rice syrup, right? So anything that's going to have that, um, that kind of flavor to it, that kind of sweetness to it, you got to get it out of there. And you got to do it for your families, especially your young people. I know it's hard, but there's no better time to shift their palate than right in this red hot moment. So watching your sugar, right? And so the things that might still have a little bit of space on your plate could be things like fruit, could be things like a little bit of honey or a little bit of maple syrup or a little bit of coconut sugar. And that's it. That's it. So that means you're starting to pay attention to packaged foods and you really should be, right? Along those lines, gluten, get it out of town. Get it out of town. You'll notice that the link to sign up for my newsletter is a bit.ly that takes you to a guide on gluten. I want you to read it. It is free. It is free. 
And it takes you through a process where you're going to remove gluten from your life and see how you do without it. See what you notice. I betcha you're going to notice that you feel a lot better. Maybe that your nose isn't stuffy. Maybe that you sleep better. Maybe that your digestion improves. Okay. So again, you can get that at bit.ly slash 411 on gluten. So 411, the numbers. Okay. So that's the next thing, the gluten. Now, what do we add to the mix? Well, what is nature's medicine? This is so underrated, y'all. So obviously I want you building a healthy plate and I want you to be eating vegetables and animal proteins and you know these gluten-free grains and having these balanced meals with healthy fats like avocado and olives and things like that. But I want you to use spices, spices and herbs, okay? We have this ancient wisdom that has been passed down to us that we are so lucky to have that really is not it's not ours, right? Like we need to acknowledge that, especially I need to acknowledge that as a white woman. It is not mine. However, it is powerful and it is useful. And I would bet many of you have some of these spices in your cabinets. And so a few I want to highlight and encourage you to bust out and use more of ginger, okay? Especially fresh ginger. But if dried ginger is what you have, like, hey, go for it, all right? Garlic, Amazing, amazing tool that you have in your cabinet, garlic. Onions. The evidence on onions, y'all, when it comes to viruses, mind, mind blowing, mind blowing, okay? Onions, especially peels are great here. So orange peels, make sure you're buying organic if you're gonna use the peel in something. I love making a tea from peels of oranges or lemons or limes, whatever I have in the house. Um, with some fresh ginger. Really, really fantastic tea. You can do a little bit of local honey in that to take the bite out of it. Things like that are going to be just fantastic for you right now. They're helpful with digestion too, which I would feel remiss not to mention that, you know, when, when, when my people were starting to track what was happening with this virus, one of the very first things they noticed was the impact on your digestive system. And it has to do with a particular bacterial strain that actually belongs in your mouth uh, and it can travel on down and we don't want it doing any of that, okay? So really taking care of your digestion here, this is why it's especially critical. It's always gonna be critical when we talk about something that has to do with your immune system because much of your immune system is stored, interacts with, is replicated in your gut. So hugely important here. Now, when we talk about lifestyle, it's a natural shift here as I start to talk about that bacterial component here, which is one, brush your teeth, brush your teeth. Like how easy is that? Uh, I would prefer that you use a toothpaste that doesn't have a bunch of gunk in it, okay? One that is probably fluoride free is the way that I typically go. One that uses some of those similar like herbs and natural remedies that are going to keep bacteria at bay in your mouth. Um, so that's one thing and brush your teeth three times a day, especially if you're home like most of us, like you could brush your teeth after lunch. I know that you can, okay? So that's one piece here when it comes to lifestyle. The other is I gotta get you moving. You've got to move your body most every day, but a huge but, and I'm saying this to all my Colorado friends, 
cut out the intense movement, y'all. Cut it out. If you are overextending yourself, if you're getting your heart rate way up there and it's staying up there, if you're huffing and puffing a bunch because it's a really intense workout, guess what? You're also doing that to your immune system. You are also taxing your immune system. So let your breath be a guide, right? Certainly, you know, 30 to 60 minutes where you're breathing a little bit harder. Sure. 30, 60 minutes where you are gassed, hell to the no, hell to the no, cut it out. That is a surefire way to get yourself more sick if you come in contact with something and to really bring your immune system down. So the magic amount is that 30 to 60 minute mark of something low to moderate intensity. You could do a little bit more if it's low intensity. My jam is a 60 to 90 minute walk. And I know that sounds so sexy and cool, especially coming from me. I used to CrossFit. I used to do lots of strength training. I used to be a group exercise instructor. And guess what? My jam right now is long walks and a little bit of yoga. That's it. And that's all you need to do. Now, a little bit of weight bearing exercise, a little bit of uh, lifting some weights. Fantastic. You want to do some yoga? Fantastic, right? But I'm just saying the minimum amount I need you to do is 30 minutes of moving your body. And it can be get on a bike, go for a walk. It does not have to be crazy intense. It literally can be as simple as moving your body and just, you know, quicken your heart rate a little bit, you know, breathe just a little bit harder than normal. That's it. Along those same lines, you got to sleep. Like sleep is numero, it's tied at numero uno, right? If you aren't sleeping, then your body's not getting a chance to regenerate and it just lowers your defenses. So for most folks, it's going to be somewhere between seven and nine hours. And I'll tell you, many of my clients are, are, are closer to that nine hour range or closer to that eight, nine hour range. So this means to really prioritizing sleep. Not that if you had eight hours to be in bed, that's not enough time to be in bed, right? If your schedule is you're in bed by 10, you're up at six, you're not getting eight hours. We all know that. How long does it take you to fall asleep? Are you reading a book? Are you listening to a podcast, right? So I want you to plan for nine hours in bed away from a screen and then let your body be the guide, but you've got to sleep, okay? And then we've got to talk water and hydration. So dang important. I'm going to do a whole episode on this because I could just run to the top of a mountain and just hoot and holler about how important water quality is. Spoiler alert, your Brita is not doing anything for you. Nothing. So, so little. You need to have a quality filter for your drinking water. And bottled water is not better, actually. Studies show that bottled water is often, too often, tap water, which is disgusting uh, to me that, that people are making money off of that. So you need a quality filter. I really like, I have a Berkey. I have folks get an AquaTrue. Uh, I like something called the Aqua Gear. It's a relatively affordable pitcher. Um, so get yourself a proper filtration system and then make sure you're drinking enough water. That's going to be at least half your body weight in ounces of water. And that applies to really anyone, anyone, okay? Hydration's that important. And don't guzzle it all in one sitting or with your meals. That's really going to dilute its potency. And it's also going to dilute your stomach acid when you eat. So between meals, get that water in, get it in earlier in the day. Okay. It's going to help to keep your tissue healthy. It's going to keep uh, your body's, the cell's ability to communicate and move about 
really important. It's going to help with your detoxification systems, moving toxins out through your urine. Next, stress management. Yowza. Yowza. A lot of us are not doing so great on this. And I say that admittedly. I have had my moments, okay? But when you are stressed, the hormones that your body releases from chronic stress are going to ultimately be very resource intensive and basically call a lot of attention to that part of your body. And when that attention gets called to that part of your body that responds when there is stress, it takes away resources from other parts of your body. I mean, it sounds basic, right? And, and it is, and this is where like I get frustrated with sciencey people and, and health people who want to like overly complicate things with big words. You can understand all of this. It actually isn't that crazy complicated. It is super cool. But my goal is that you understand this. So stress levels got to come down. That means boundaries. You need to start setting boundaries if you haven't already. And you need to schedule in time for yourself every day away from a screen. Away from a screen. Something that helps you calm I know a lot of people like to color. That's not my truth. If that's yours, right on. Uh, I like to take a bath. I like to journal. I like to listen to music in the quiet. I like to snuggle with my cat. Okay. All those things count. And I'm sure you have other things that count, but every day engaging in something to help manage your stress levels. And then we get into the bread and butter. The reason I know most of you are listening, which is when I'm going to talk about supplements. So supplements, and, and a lot of what we're seeing in the literature and in practice about what is helpful is nothing new to functional medicine practitioners and holistic health providers who have been studying this for a long time and who do this in their clinic all the time, regardless of what, what virus is emerging. These are really best practices. Now, some of them we do have data on in particular with this virus, how they help, but know that like this is the same thing I've been hooting and hollering since March, like honestly, which is why I needed to ask you all if you wanted to hear this, because if you're my client, you've already heard this, right? If, you, uh, if you've seen me present somewhere, you've heard this. So I want you to listen and I want you to listen closely that at no point am I giving you a dosage, at no point am I giving you a diagnosis, at no point am I giving you medical advice. This is just things that from my own personal experience, I think are really important to pay attention to, okay? First, vitamin D. Vitamin D is actually not a vitamin, it's a hormone, okay? So that's how you know something is uber special. It kind of serves all of these purposes, right? We know vitamin D is important for gut health. We know it's important for immune health. We know it's important for mental health. Vitamin D, one of my favorite. Now, I do believe that we should test people because we should know what their vitamin D level status is so that we can customize their dosage. There are also considerations here of the form that you would take based on what other medication you take or what's going on in your body. For most people, we're going to want to take vitamin D with K2. With K2. But for some people, that's not a great idea. And this is why you need to work with someone one-on-one -on -one because you might be that some person. Now, you might be saying, Marissa, why do I need to supplement with vitamin D if I have the sun? Fabulous question. So depending on the, the tone of your skin and your ancestry, your body may or may not absorb well from the sun or synthesize well from the sun. 
Um, and so it's, again, important to know your status so you know how much you need and when, right? For most folks, I'm gonna tell you, vitamin D is an early in the day hormone. And think of it this way, if vitamin D is something your body's meant to get from the sun, when is the sun rising? When do you have the most beautiful exposure to the sun? It's gonna be early morning. And so because of that, vitamin D has, has an important relationship with melatonin, which is your sleepy time hormone. So we don't wanna take vitamin D too close to bedtime because it's not gonna be helpful in our body producing enough melatonin so that we go to sleep, okay? But I digress there. So vitamin D, really important for our immune system health. Studies on this particular virus showing that vitamin D level status is critical. It's critical because with this virus, it's not so much a matter of, of if you'll get it, it really is a matter of when you'll get it. And so if that's the case, we want it to just be the most minimal experience that you could possibly have. And some people are experiencing this like a cold. Again, because many of our cold viruses are COVID viruses, doesn't surprise me, right? And in fact, I have a number of clients that I've worked with where we've been supporting their immune system and they have gotten it and it has appeared mostly like a cold. So it is possible. So vitamin D, know your vitamin D status. I can run that lab. We can get a custom dose for you or you can work with another provider. Just make sure that it's informed, okay? Then next on my list is zinc. Also really important for your immune system evidence to show that it's important here when it comes to this particular virus. When it comes to zinc, the thing to know about, um, about it is that it is going to antag it's going to be an antagonist to other minerals in the body. So zinc and copper have an inverse relationship, right? Which means that as one comes into your system in abundance, the other is going to be pushed down and vice versa. Now, a lot of us have extra copper in our body. It just has to do with exposure in our environment, our bodies. If you are someone with a uterus who has a copper IUD, then you got copper going on, right? Um, so it's usually pretty safe to pull zinc into somebody's routine. Um, and where I start a lot of folks is around 30 milligrams. Now, that's not a recommendation for you, but many adults can tolerate that for at least a couple of weeks. And you just want to watch things because that's not necessarily going to be a long-term dose or a long-term solution. Okay. So keep that in mind. A lot of these things that are seasonal are meant to be seasonal for a reason. Your body needs different resources based on what's happening out there in the world and in your environment and in your body. Another one uh, that is a superstar when it comes to our immune system, vitamin C. What's cool about vitamin C, and first of all, I'm going to say not every form of vitamin C is actually what we'd say bioavailable, meaning easy for your body to use. And so absorbic acid is one that we see commonly. I think it's the one like in emergency, for example. That's not going to be a great source of vitamin C. I like buffered vitamin C is one I often use. Um, there's a, a company I like called Jigsaw that has a lovely uh, vitamin C kind of blend that also works with different uh, minerals that are helpful in times of stress. So making sure that you're getting enough vitamin C and spoiler alert, when it comes to really bolstering your immune system, you're probably not going to be getting enough from your food. Um, so it's an important thing to keep in mind, unless you're like really going above and beyond and making some of your own teas and 
really getting in there uh, with specific dietary pieces. Usually it's hard for most people to get enough of that if we're really trying to give your immune system a little bit of extra. Vitamin C is one too that most of us will um, urinate out the extra. Um, and you'll know if you're taking too much because it's going to affect your bowels. Uh, so bowels become loose, you know, hey, it's a little, little too much. Okay. The next thing I want to mention is called glutathione. I have a crush. I have a crush. I have a crush on glutathione. Glutathione is like the grandmama antioxidant and it's produced in the liver. It's really important for helping the body remove toxins and handle the toxic load of living in the world that we do. There is data for this virus that shows glutathione. When folks are low in glutathione, we're seeing this virus impact them more. So making sure that you are having sufficient glutathione in your system, that it's producing enough is huge. Now, my favorite way, favorite way for folks to produce enough glutathione is actually for their body to do it on their own. But if you've never done any kind of detoxification work, you can't just jump in there. And so this is one where it may make sense to work with a practitioner. I do offer kind of one-off sessions where we can do a quick deep dive into immune system health and just look at a couple of blood markers so that we can figure out where you need to start. It's, it's kind of like uh, getting you through a season. It's not doing the deep work that really is the long-term healing, but it can be helpful. And so you might want to do something like that so that you know exactly what you need to do in the neighborhood of these types of supplements and these lifestyle recommendations. And then the last one I'm going to mention, it falls between a diet, a dietary recommendation and a supplement, green tea. So we've learned that there are properties in green tea that help to rebalance the bacteria in your mouth. Uh, and that bacteria is one that relates to this particular virus and is one of the reasons that we think some of the nasty secondary infections occur, um, such as things like pneumonia, which is what, what a lot of people have died from, actually. Um, and so green tea, my recommendation is for folks to drink it. When you drink it, swish it around in your mouth for like 30 seconds, like take your time drinking it. And that's going to add some benefits. And then of course, Drinking green tea has so many other benefits for your health. Um, it has certainly a little bit of caffeine in it, but it also has an amino acid called L-theanine. L-theanine is a calming amino acid, so we gotta love that, uh, especially in these times of stress. And green tea also has a great antioxidant content. So that was like, I feel like I just raced through to give you all some information about what you might want to consider, but just an invitation to take all of this as things to consider. And if you want to chat more, just reach out. Uh, you can do that at bit.ly slash ready, the number four health. And that's where you can snag just a free time on my calendar. Truly, it's free, free, free. Um, so that we can chat if uh, you have any specific questions about this. And if you want to dive a little bit deeper, it's a good opportunity to find out if you're a good candidate to work with me. So with that, I hope that you learned something new today. I hope that you'll remember that you do have control here, that you can support your system to be healthy and to thrive right now, even when there is a virus going around that a lot of people want you to be very afraid of. Um, um, with that, 
just a reminder that you can find me on Instagram at Marissa, M-A-R-I-S-A underscore Faye, F-A-Y-E. Or you can find me on my website at www.marissafay.com. I'm so grateful to have you here today. And I hope that you learned something that can help you be honestly well. Thank you.